Welcome back into The Voice of Reason. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride today. Thanks for hanging out. Really happy to have this guy back on the program. It has been a little bit as we kick off 2023, and they've been extremely busy up in Washington, D.C. already, and happy to have back on from the 5th Congressional District from the great state of Ohio. It's Congressman Bob Latta back with us here. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm great today, and I hope uh, you're having a great year so far. Oh, absolutely. It's been fun watching what you guys are doing in Washington, D.C. right now because, man, you guys really hit the hit the ground running after, of course, the vote for Speaker of the House with Kevin McCarthy, which was fun to watch. It was very entertaining, and I'm glad that you guys were uh, really – I enjoyed the process being able to rein in some of that power and give you guys back some authority, which it sounds like has been very desperately needed, and it really worked because we've been able to see some really conservative bills come out of the House so far. Well, you know, we uh, made a promise to the American people with our uh, commitment to America, the things we wanted to get done, and, you know, things like uh, making sure that when babies are born alive during an abortion that those babies need to be taken care of just like any other baby. Yeah. And so, so born alive is one of these issues. It's like, it's like how you know, what do you have to even think about that we have to have a piece of legislation to do that, but we have to. And, of course, we want to make sure that uh, we're, we're starting to rein in uh, the Biden administration. So, you know, the other thing we, we talked about was that we want to make sure that all of our committees of jurisdiction are, are holding oversight. Yeah. And that is so important. And uh, so I know I'm, uh, I serve on the Energy and Commerce Committee. So when you think of energy and health care, telecommunications right down the line, we're going to be doing that oversight. And the other thing is the rein in this out-of-control federal spending that we have. And because, again, uh, as you and I have talked in the past, by the year 2030, if not before, we're going to be paying a trillion dollars a year just to pay the interest on the debt. <laughs> and if people wonder how we're going to do it today, I want somebody to tell me how we're going to do it then where we have to pay a trillion dollars. And next week, uh, members of the Energy and Commerce Committee, and we'll, we'll all be heading down to the border to see the disaster down there that this administration is not doing anything about. And the fentanyl crisis now that we have in, the, in this country, and we had a hearing already on that, on fentanyl. And because, again, we're, we're having about 300 people a day die from drug overdoses, or, or as many of the people out there in the field are calling it drug poisoning every day. So yeah. we have a lot of work to do. And, of course, we saw over the weekend the ineptness of this administration when it comes to you know, taking down a spy balloon that they now acknowledge is, this has happened before. But, uh, you know, we've we got a lot of work to do in the next uh, few months. Yeah, there's a lot of work to do. And as you mentioned, there's a lot of different topics to cover. Let's start off with the balloon here from the weekend. I don't understand how the Biden administration can pat themselves on the back by saying that they did a good job when we allowed the Chinese to fly the balloon over the entire country and then say we're going to shoot it down after the mission is complete. Once it passes the country and goes into the Atlantic Ocean, then we'll shoot it down because we're surveilling it just as much as it's surveilling us. So therefore, we did a good job. You would think a good job would be to stop it before it actually got any information on the United States. But now that the job's done, we can pat ourselves on the back because it completed its mission and then we shot it down. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and the, the real question is, you know, why? Uh, for the, especially with the Chinese, what they're doing. You know, it's really a test, in my opinion, because what else could it be? Because, you know, they've got spy satellites up there that can take a picture of your license plate from space. Yeah. And so the question is, is what, what, what do they want to also do here? And I think it's really seeing what American reaction is out there. And, uh, you know, I think that they found out reaction is pretty poor. 
And so when you know when we're talking and hearing out there that the communist Chinese are talking about, I mean, we saw a report uh, from a general in the last couple of weeks saying that you know China, communist China, could be attacking Taiwan within two years. Wow. And we all have to remember that uh, this administration and the president said that we are going to protect Taiwan. So it's. It's, uh, you know, I think uh, not just intelligence gathering on their part, but just really what what is the reaction of the United States and when certain things happen. And to watch this balloon drift over the country for just about a week, and then, you know, it's on every news channel uh, right off the top of the hour, and the American people are going to be scratching their heads. So, so it's like, okay, what is supposed to happen now? Yeah. Exactly. At the same time, I know you guys have been discussing different uh, pieces of uh, legislation, including at the statewide levels, as well across the country. Oklahoma has been really pushing this one. It is concerns with China buying up agricultural land because for some reason, while we're dealing with uh, you know high prices of food and we have the agricultural crisis going on, we have a global shortage of food because of the whole Ukrainian and Russian deal right now as well. China is still trying to buy up our agricultural land for their own purpose and it, it, it kind of came out from underneath us. I mean, what are we doing about this? And is that another concern with the communist Chinese trying to take over what's going on here in the country? Well, it's an absolutely correct point that you bring up because uh, there's been a lot of discussion about this for years, uh, about the, what the communist Chinese are doing. And I think uh, that we have to do something about it. And so there's legislation that I'm, I'm signing on to about making sure on foreign ownership of U.S. farm ground. You know, coming from northwest central, and then also I go into uh, across northeast Ohio now because of redistricting. But we have a lot of agricultural land there, and I come from ag backgrounds from my mom's side, and my wife's family are farmers. So, you know, we want to make sure that the United States is protecting itself. Because, you know, the one, the one thing they always say is if you lose control of your food, you've lost control of your own destiny. Yeah. And uh, we cannot have that happen. And so I think, uh, you know, when you look around the world, there's a lot of countries that pro- pro- uh, prohibit uh, foreign ownership of their land. And we've got to look at it here because, again, when you think that the Chinese right now uh, own $1 trillion of American debt, the U.S. Treasuries, that, uh, you know, we don't, they're going to say that they can control our economy not only from the monetary side but also from the food side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit to the economy. You had mentioned the debt ceiling. I know that we have the State of the Union speech tonight, which we'll get to in just a second. But right now, the conversation's ongoing with the Biden administration and Kevin McCarthy. The media, the Democrats in the Senate and the president, unsurprisingly, are blaming Kevin McCarthy for not compromising and just openly raising the debt ceiling when we've said that we're open to compromise as long as we look at a long-term plan and look at some spending cuts. The Biden administration says that that's a non-starter in the conversation, but yet we're the ones unwilling to compromise in some way, shape, or form. Do you think that Republicans can hold our ground, and even with the threat of a potential government shutdown, to hold our ground and say no more spending? Because we're already spending at a 100% of our GDP with our debt in the nation right now, which is insanely unsustainable, and they just want to continue to move forward. We have to draw a line somewhere, and I think this is the place where we have to draw the line, regardless of what the consequences are. Well, you see, this is, we're in a tough situation because, first of all, you know, we all know that the Democrats went on about a $5 billion spending spree in the last couple of years under President Biden. And this is just added to the, the, the uh, debt and the deficit and then that interest payment that we're all going to be facing here. 
And so, you know, I, it's really important that we as Republicans say, look, uh, yeah, it's just like one of the examples I heard, which I thought was a good one. If you give your kid the, the family credit card and all of a sudden that kid over the weekend spends it up, you're, you're responsible for it. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we're responsible for this massive uh, spending spree. But what we have to do is say we're not going to we're not going to approve this unless we get some uh, guardrails put on this. And this is what we did back in 2011 to get the you know get things slowed down. And I think in this case, you know, I don't think the Republicans are going to say we're going to go along with anything. And I think the American people are going to back us up on this, saying that we can't keep the spending up. And we've got to have some uh, criteria put there as to how we're going to start cutting the spending, because we just can't go on with this. Because, again, when you think of uh, having a $31.5 trillion debt today, and that, uh, you know, uh, last year the estimate was we we're going to pay $400 billion just to pay the interest on the debt but, you know, in less than uh, seven years, we're going to be looking at paying a trillion dollars. So that's going to go up $600 billion in that short period of time. So we, we have got to get some guardrails on this because, you know, they always talk about national security. But I remember one of the generals on the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff saying that uh, the, probably the greatest threat to America is our debt. Yeah. Oh, very true. And I remember seeing you years ago out at uh, Tea Party rallies when uh, there was a concern about the finances of the country and how much spending we had under the Obama administration. And when the Tea Party was a big thing back then, doing rallies all over the country, I mean, we spoke about this exact same issue all the way back when, and yet it's continued to get worse, which is insane, which leads us up to what we could expect from the State of the Union tonight. While the Biden administration continues to hype up how great the economy is doing, all the jobs that he's created after the jobs report from January, how we had the lowest unemployment rate since the 1950s, and how great things are going, but at the same time, we're still floating at a 6.5-7% inflation rate across the nation. We see the tech industry especially cutting hundreds of thousands of jobs right now uh, with layoffs, and all the economic experts are talking about a recession for 2023 where are we with the economy, and what do you think we could expect from the Biden speech tonight with the State of the Union? Well, I, I think you have to see the president up there patting himself on the back. Uh, what a great job he's done. But uh, or, or, uh, when I was home on Friday in the district, I was in one of my counties, and again, the number one issue I hear across my district is this. We can't find people to work. And so all of a sudden, if you can't find people to work, then you have run into a situation that, okay, now... You're going to have uh, companies out there scaling back on the machines they buy, the uh, expansions, and they just can't do it. So, you know, when the president says we've got all these uh, people working, it's just like, well, you know what? We need to get more people working. And, again, what that means is we can't uh, have, you know, pay people to stay home. We need them to go to work, and we need them to be paying taxes on all this because, again, we're in trouble. And so, uh, you know, when you think of – what the administration's done to our uh, energy sector in, a short, in such a short period of time, and you know, put, you know, just trying to kill it. And the next part of it's going to be is that uh, the president starts. Well, we need more high tech. Where are you going to get the rare earth minerals from? This is like when he always talks about EVs, electric vehicles. Uh, we only produce one percent of the lithium in the world in this country. And guess what? Uh, China is out there between eighty to eighty-five percent processing the lithium. So, uh, you know, all these things that the president talks about, it's just like, yeah, as long as somebody else does it, it somehow can get to the United States. And then we're right back to our supply chain, that you have a very untrusted supply chain when you talk about communist China.
Yeah, it's insane. We're talking with Con- uh, Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of the State of Ohio. You had mentioned being on the uh, Energy and Commerce Committees here. Let's talk about energy for a second. Uh, to, the oil prices have slowly kind of sort of trickled down. We're still floating somewhere between 70 to $80 a barrel of oil. Uh, here, uh, gas prices in at least Kansas, where I'm at, are floating j- just above $3 a gallon still. Uh, are we going to see oil prices drop any lower anytime soon? Are we going to see gas prices drop anytime soon? Or is it going to be lingering here and potentially even move upward, do you think? Well, if you look on the natural gas side again, here's a, here's a perfect example. We were told 25, 30 years ago we had no natural gas, and all of a sudden we become the world's largest natural gas producer. But again, if you have the administration, the Democrats trying to shut off natural gas, you get those reminders from your gas company. If that's how you heat your home, then uh, you know they send you your bill electronically, and they send with another statement right after saying, "Now let's explain why your bill is up three or four or five dollars this month." because of the increased cost that's occurring out there. On the oil sector, you know, the, the president and the Democrats think that they, they're going to kill oil, that we're, not going to, we're all going to drive EVs. And first, first of all, look at the price of an electric vehicle. How can an average American go out and buy one? Second, the next problem you're going to run into is how are you going to charge that vehicle? Uh, when the administration saying, oh, it's not going to take much energy at all, I've talked to our electric co-ops, and they're saying they're going to need 30 to 40 percent more power, not less power. And we just had a hearing uh, roundtable in our uh, energy and commerce about a week and a half ago, and I asked this question to all the panelists. Do we need more power, less power, or just about the same? And every one of those uh, individuals said, we all need more power. Mm-hmm. So and then the next question is, how are you going to get that power out? Is, is our grid capable? Then when the president says he wants a charging station every 50 miles, we'll go, let's go out to uh, Wyoming or Montana. First of all, are there electric lines even to get it there? <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just one thing after another and protecting that grid at the same time that, the, you know, there's just no uh, thought of. No, not at all. I mean, as we, you're right. As we push the electric vehicles, I mean, we need charging stations if we're going to have electric vehicles to do so. So what source of energy are we going to use to actually create all this electricity? They don't want to go coal. They don't want to go nuclear. They don't want to use any type of energy because it's bad for the environment, so on and so forth. So what are we using to create this electricity to be able to charge all these vehicles? Well, that's a very good question because, first of all, uh, you have to have base load capacity. And, and some people don't understand down here what base load capacity is and peaking power. And, again, that base load is what turns on our factories every day, make sure we have that uh, power, we, that our power is not intermittent. We, right now we don't have the ability to store power. I was meeting with uh, a power company not long ago and about what they're doing with uh, re- renewables. But they can only store that for two to three hours. That's, I guess, going to get you very far. So, you know, we're looking at a situation out there that uh, we've got to have power. If you want uh, really good base load uh, power without any carbon emission, though that's nuclear. And I'm a big proponent of nuclear, and we've got to move on that because we have advanced nuclear. We have micro-nuclear. You can have a a nuclear power plant on on the size of a flatbed uh, trailer now that could power, you know, uh, a small factory or a small town. But, uh, you know, the Democrats, it, it, somehow they think that, uh, you know, it just appears out of thin air, and it doesn't. 
we need an all-of-the-above energy policy, and that includes having our renewables, but we always have to remember you've got to have that base load. Yeah, amen to that. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. Last question for you. I know you got to run, and I appreciate your time very much. Uh, with the State of the Union speech tonight, what else do you think the Biden administration is wanting to cover outside of the economy, outside of inflation? What else are they going to be promoting or trying to push on to Congress to get done for this session? That's a good question because we'd like to have them, you know, secure our southern border to prevent the fentanyl from flowing into this country uh, that killed over 70,000 Americans, 108,000 Americans die of uh, drug poisoning. It's maybe We shouldn't be maybe saying drug overdoses anymore. And in some cases when, you know, these cartels are and putting fentanyl in these other drugs, that's murder. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we've got to be able to use our Border Patrol out there to uh, patrol our border. And uh, unfortunately, they've become, in a lot of cases, social workers. Sure. And we got to get, they, they want to drop out there to protect this border and prevent these drugs flowing in. They interjected almost over seven and a half tons of fentanyl to kill every American sometimes over last Sure. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. A lot of big stuff going on in Congress right now, especially with what the Democrats are trying to push onto you guys and bully you into doing. Uh, so we got a long session ahead of you. But keep up the fight, my friend. It's always good to talk to you. There's a lot of stuff going on. We appreciate your time very, very much. We'll get you back on the show again here real soon, my friend. Have a great day.